Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, October the 14th, 2013. This is episode number 150 of Purple Mafia. So yet another milestone. Not the biggest one ever, but it's it's something, I guess. It's something. It's halfway to 300, I guess, right? Yeah, okay. Anyhow, Purple Mafia is available on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. And Double Twist for Android users. <laughs> I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. And God bless those of you that are listening and still following the team, I guess. Uh, following the team enough to listen to this show. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're mad at the team and don't want to watch them on TV, but you can still listen. Yeah, please. Yeah, please still listen. Ah, it's like whoever's left as a Viking fan right now. God bless you. Um... Don't blame me if you don't want to watch the team right now. Uh, it's getting to a point of utter insanity. Or the title of the show, which is, and I've had a million suggestions, but in the end i got to make the final decision just because I'm the CEO of this show. <laughs> Pure incompetence. Yeah, uh, and that's exactly what it is. Pure incompetence. And did, did I say pure incompetence of the quarterback? Did I say pure incompetence of the coaching staff? Pure incompetence of the defense? Pure incompetence of the offensive line? Pure incompetence of the linebackers? Well, outside of the kickers and maybe some of the wide receivers, that pretty much goes across the board. Yeah, yeah. I just wrote pure incompetence. I didn't write it above, like, about who, because it pretty much does cover just about everybody. Just about. Um, the secondary, oh my God. Oh, the defense in general. Oh. My. God. <laughs> okay, now I'll, I'll let Paul Tuniverse Caniff make this statement. The defense in general. Oh my God! Thank you for that, Paul. Yeah, that about sums it up right there. <laughs> oh my. Whoo-wee. Yeah. So yes, um, we are going to talk about the Vikings and Carolina game. I had picked the Vikings to win 28-24, to coming in with some momentum from Pittsburgh and uh, some decent quarterback play by Matt Castle in, in London. Yeah, it was, it was decent. It was good stuff. <laughs> the defense looked pretty awful because they were always going to give up a ton of points, it seems like. The defense clearly is garbage. But it just seemed like there was going to be enough momentum maybe to have a little home game and we're going to be 2-3 and three and see where things go from there. But... Uh, yeah, we we lost thirty five to three yesterday. No, no, we did not lose thirty five to ten. We lost thirty five to three. Uh, garbage time touchdowns just don't even count. Just screw that. Rub rub it off. Great, Kyle Rudolph got a touchdown and Matt Castle threw a touchdown pass. 
Okay, fine. Little stat stuffers. That's about it. We lost 35-3 to yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? Just, just, yeah. Just thought I'd run that by you. And uh, let's just, uh, I thought I'd clear that up, too. Yeah. We lost 35-3. to 35-3 to to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try not to rant too much. Um, I know you don't necessarily want me to come on here and scream and yell, but maybe some of you do want to scream and yell. Um, Got to mention this quickly. Also, speaking of being able to scream and yell on this show, <laughs> the phone lines are 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Statement count. Comment, shout out, rant, whatever. It's purple. As long as it's purple mafia related, I'd appreciate it. Um, or weather related, I guess. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's not quite the. Yeah, maybe uh, you got Uga, right? It's just like, yeah, it might as well be weather related at this point. I don't know what else we're going to talk about. Yeah, it's like, what, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about this huge amount of rain that's going on right now? Not not heavy rain, but just a lot of rain. You know, it's not. It's. Uh, been a lot of pretty green lately around here. A little kind of Seattle-like. Do you want to talk about? Um, you want to talk about uh, the Minnesota Wild? They just won their third straight game, huh? Brave the Wild. Might as well check that out, I guess. If you want some positivity in Minnesota outside of the Minnesota Lynx, Brave the Wild on iTunes. Check that out. I just recorded it last night. Didn't include tonight's victory against Buffalo that just ended. Um, unfortunately. Would have liked to have recorded Timberwolves explosion this past weekend, but yeah, the, the co-host is when he doesn't answer his phone at all, that doesn't really help. Uh, but also speaking of not answering their phone or whatever, unable to reach Dylan Richardson, I do have a call-in, but it was before the game. So if people did call in between Sunday afternoon and now Monday night, I apologize, I didn't get the calls from Dylan. Um, but I'll still play them on the next show this doesn't happen very often. I'm not mad at Dylan at all. Not at all. He he works graveyard shift, which uh, tends to make things difficult if he happens to be working at the, the wrong time, per se, which happened this time around. It's just one of those things. Um, so, no, don't be discouraged to call into the show. This happens like once every eight shows or something that I can't get a hold of. Maybe one every six, one every eight, whatever. Uh, always welcome to call, though. Very cool. This would have been a nice show to hear a little ranting, but you'll you'll get some ranting from the Facebook page and Twitter. You know, you got Dave Martin who's got a lot to say in the Twitter account at Purple Mafia Show. Of course, the Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Like Facebook, like the like the or follow the Twitter. Yeah, but that's not going to happen until much later. Let's just get to the game review now. Let's stop screwing around. Yep, no more talking about puppy dogs in France and. 1952. Let's just talk about the Vikings and stop delaying the inevitable. But first, yeah, speaking of uh, sad news and uh, disappointing, depressing things, this is just a very quick thing. I'm going to keep it brief, out of respect. Uh, Adrian Peterson's son has uh, perished, unfortunately, due to a very um, unbelievable domestic uh, situation, apparently, with... uh, well, Adrian Peterson's girlfriend has a boyfriend. Obviously, it's an ex-girlfriend who had Adrian Peterson's son, of course. One um, one of a few of his sons. Uh, and the boyfriend apparently caused a head trauma on the young man, and he didn't survive. So, horrible story. Very sad to hear that. 
Uh, much love and respect to Adrian Peterson and, and his uh, fallen son. And oh, Thank God he's in a better place. So that's the good part. He's in a better place, which Adrian also mentioned. Um, so with that, we'll give it a quick moment of silence. We'll, we'll give the young man a quick moment of silence, not give it a quick, sorry. We'll give the young man a quick moment of silence. All right, so now to business, to football. Well, Matt Castle, might as well start off with him because since we like to talk about quarterbacks more than anything in this town and since we've had quarterback changes more than anything in this town, (laughs) we change quarterbacks more often than we buy and sell stocks in the stock market. More often than um, we, we, we change, certainly more often than people change their cars, at least most of us. Uh, we change quarterbacks about as often as maybe some people change their laptop or computer or, or their, no, let's just make it about their cell phone, you know, once every two years, right? New every two. That's about it, isn't it? About that, about that, about your cell phone renewal, like little two-year deal up, it's up, Uh uh-oh. And sometimes it's, uh, even less frequent than that. Matt Castle. Yep, sorry, I had to I apologize for that, Farzine. <laughs> yeah, and his 6-0 Chiefs. Matt Castle, the former Chiefs quarterback, looked like the former Chiefs quarterback on Sunday. He looked like Matt Castle in Kansas City, and I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this is the exact same Matt Castle that I saw in the preseason. He looked like absolute crud in the preseason. This is exactly the Matt Castle I expected coming in. That's why this, this is why... I was like, well, Christian Ponder sucks big time, but Matt Castle's not going to do any better. And then he had a nice game against Pittsburgh, which was great. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe Castle's got a little bit more to offer temporarily, temporarily, maybe two or three games. Or if, say, the Vikings did not do a Josh Freeman move, just leave Castle in there the rest of the year because obviously Ponder sucks and he's not the quarterback and you might as well just make the move now and, and get just stop with the Kool-Aid or stop with the denial. And all that good stuff. Ponderholics are going to have to ponderholic somewhere else. Uh, the Castle Bobos, well, yeah. He's the same Matt Castle I saw in the preseason. Exactly. Horrible passes, missed passes all over the place. And Matt Castle wasn't even close to the main problem on Sunday, which tells you how pathetic this team truly was. On Sunday the 13th. Ooh, October the 13th. Hmm. Reverse Halloween, huh? Yeah, it was Halloween all right. Oh, Count Dracula was there, but I would say this had nothing to do with Count Dracula, though, yeah, maybe sucking the blood out of the team. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of it. I would say death. <laughs> I would say death paid a visit <laughs> on Sunday. I, I really would. Death, if you want to talk about Halloween and Dracula and all that stuff. Yeah, death paid a visit. He, uh, the souls were taken out of the Vikings. <laughs> Hypothetically, or whatever the word is, you know, whatever the correct word is. Not not real, obviously, you know, but figure of speech, the souls are taken out of this team. There was no soul for the Minnesota Vikings. Some people call it walking dead, like Dave Martin and such. Yeah, it could be whatever it is, but there were this team had no soul whatsoever. Uh Matt Castle had no soul in the game either. He was he was terrible. He you know, actually you know who Matt Castle was? An older ponder. He was an older ponder. He was exactly like Christian Ponder with a little bit less happy feet. That's about it. He's just an older, more mature Ponder. But sucks just like Ponder. Uh, which will make a very, very easy decision for the Minnesota Vikings if they have any common sense whatsoever. Which, again, I think is uh, 
a question mark. But I got to think that uh, the pressure's on, regardless of winnings and losses at this point, <laughs> to see what we got in Josh Freeman, the newly acquired Josh Freeman out of Tampa Bay, who I had a little special edition last Sunday evening. That was kind of fun, unexpected uh, turn of events. It's like, okay, yeah, I got to do a little little special edition show, only about 25 minutes long. But yes, Josh Freeman uh, will will be the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings against the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. A week from tonight. Um, should be very interesting to see what he can do against an 0-6 team. I'm already predicting Freeman will play. And we'll go from there much later in the show. Next, well, second segment is the predictions. Third segment is the fan interaction. But yeah, obviously, plain as day, Matt Castle's... Um, no, Matt Castle's not going to be the quarterback going into Monday. End of story. Uh, yeah, he got a touchdown. We're happy for him at the end of the game. That meant a whole lot of nothing, as you might imagine. Um, <laughs> his uh, completion percentage and his, and such look a lot better than he looked in general. The two interceptions he threw were just absolute Christian Ponder style. They they were the gimmies of all time. They were, they were beautiful stuff, man. Just just beautiful passes by Matt Castle. Still wondering what actually happened there. Um, well, we're happy for him. Mike Mitchell returned two of, well, yeah, both of the interceptions, a total of 62 yards, so Mike Mitchell, a couple of gimmies for him. You're welcome, Mike Mitchell. Uh, trick or treat, that was a, a trick, I guess, for us, and a treat for Carolina. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's October. I'll calm down now. Man, I hate this, this, uh, yeah. <laughs> I hate the way computers act sometimes, and I don't know who can't. They're, they're really fun, aren't they? But yeah, Castle completed 32 of 44 attempts, which is like, oh, he had a good game. What are you talking about? Yeah, he threw two interceptions, but nah, he was terrible. Absolutely terrible. And he had to throw 44 times because there was like, yeah, the Vikings were down basically out of the get-go. Uh, but yeah, time of possession absolutely favored Oh my god, I'm looking at something right now, but absolutely favored Carolina as well. Uh, Carolina had a long, sustained drive, pardon me, in the second quarter. Early in the second quarter, they really, really ate up the clock. It was unbelievable. Cam Newton ultimately did a shovel pass to Mike Tolbert, and the defense was uh, pathetic in that. Yeah, we'll get to that third quarter one by Brandon LaFell in a little bit, because... uh, Josh Robinson. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, that second quarter, though, that that was uh, that was a nine-minute drive, nine-plus-minute drive by Carolina. Just never ended whatsoever. Time of possession favored Carolina, thirty-six and a half minutes to the Vikings, twenty-three and a half minutes. Time of possession doesn't always mean you, like you're going to get destroyed, but most of the time, yes. And Carolina sustained that clock unbelievably, and they made it look really easy. They look like a Super Bowl team on Sunday. The Panthers look like a Super Bowl team on Sunday, man. I'm telling you, there's just no doubt about that. It was uh, it was fun for Carolina anyway. Yeah, where do we go from here? Uh, third down efficiency, I'll just mention this quickly. Carolina at 7 of 12, Minnesota 6 of 14. And the fourth down efficiency, Vikings did convert a fourth down, which... It's like you barely noticed it, whatever, you know. You barely noticed it because they are down like by 30 or something at the time. Or, or were they down by 14? It doesn't even matter. This team had no soul in it at all. And you just knew they weren't going to win pretty much right away. 
Uh, fourth down efficiency, two for two for Carolina, and both of those were in that nine plus nine and a half minute drive in the first into second quarter drive that just never ended. It was like, yeah, you knew we were going to lose on that drive. You could just feel it right then and there. You just knew it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but also, yeah. Yeah, just, just looking at Castle, completed about 73% of his passes and 241 yards. You think you just think that wasn't that bad of a game, but no, he was pathetic. To, uh, let's just move on from that, though. Let's get off Matt Castle and get on to some other things. Yeah, we're going to debut another little bit here. Bit or whatever the word is. <laughs> we're going to debut stating the obvious. Yeah, we're going to have two stating the obvious, though, in this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, you're looking for the obvious, aren't you? But, yeah, I'll throw this in, because it is just the way it is. The debut of stating the obvious is, no matter who the quarterback is, the defense is still a huge problem. And I mentioned that, and uh, we'll get some responses on Facebook. I'll get to that when we get to it, get to the uh, fan interaction. Yeah, the defense is still a huge problem. So, here we go. We are off the quarterback, and we're going to get into the defense now. And, oh boy, there's one other massive thing that will be very, very long that will will tie into uh, the offense and the defense. Oh, yeah, you can probably guess what the other facet of a football team is. There's uh, offense, defense, and um, rather special teams, but there's also one other massive thing. You can probably guess. I'm going to leave it as is right now, but uh, we can't talk about the defense being a huge problem without featuring, featuring Josh Robinson. The slot corner who, boy, oh boy, it's time to cut Antoine Winfield. Um, and I understand why we did, because we needed to free up cap space to sign the Greg Jennings of the, of the world and such. Okay. Unfortunately, Antoine Winfield's pride went to the ceiling, and he was unable to renegotiate a contract. I'm not sure just how low it was. It probably wasn't high at all. But <laughs> there was absolutely no... Uh, th- this falls on Rick Spielman a bit right here. But it also does fall on the coaches as well. There's no backup plan at slot receiver. Josh Robinson, we knew coming into preseason even, and and all that stuff, we knew coming into the preseason, before the preseason, into training camp and all that, that Josh Robinson is not suited for slot corner. He's not big enough, and he's just not a slot corner. I'm sorry, he's not. He shouldn't even, but no, he... <laughs> And then he showed a little bit of surprise in the preseason. Like, huh, he's kind of good. And he was kind of surprisingly good against Detroit. But ever since that Detroit game, if you wanted to look at a stock chart with the name Josh Robinson on it, that sucker is pointing down, down, down. And we're talking penny stocks with panic selling down. If you know what a penny stock is. When people panic sell on a penny stock, that thing drops like 80% in hours, folks. And that's how quickly... Like 80%, 50%, whatever. The, what it depends on the, what the share structure is. But, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I like to look at stocks at times. Um, Josh Robinson, though. Yeah, if you were to look at the stock, it would be going straight down. He was absolutely terrible. He has been terrible pretty much ever since the Detroit game when he was okay. Um, uh, Josh Robinson... Oh my god. Oh my god. He is the worst player. He, he's the worst player on the team. And there are a lot of bad players on this team right now. A lot of bad players. And a lot of bad coaches. We'll get to that again. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
a lot of bad coaches. Um, Josh Robinson is the worst player on the team right now. Plain as day to me. He is completely unfit to be playing in the NFL right now. Uh, we thought Asher Allen was bad, and he was bad. Asher Allen was a pathetic third-round cornerback. Josh Robinson is a pathetic third-round cornerback. Um, could he could he be better suited at the wide corner position? Yes, you know, <laughs> cornerbacking, you know, that that's where he's meant to be. But it's like you wonder at this point, would he even be good there? I don't know. It, uh, he'd probably be a little better, but he'd probably still be horrible. So as of right now, Josh Robinson, why the hell is he starting to this day? I have no idea. Why the hell is he the main like uh, slot corner? I have no freaking idea. No idea. Uh, if you saw the play against Brandon LaFell, where basically Josh Robinson wasn't even close. I mean, he wasn't even there at all. Uh, Brennan LaFell just basically could have, he could have walked backwards to a 79-yard touchdown with the way the defense was set up there. Uh, Josh Robinson was pathetic, but also the coaching scheme was pathetic. So we will now move on to the linebackers, because that's about all there needs to be said about Josh Robinson at this stage. He should, should, he should not be in there. Uh, Marcus Sherrills, I guess... I guess he, he did better than Josh Robinson, though unfortunately Marcus Sherrills was replacing Chris Cook, not Josh Robinson, so at, at the time. So how would Marcus Sherrills fare at the slot position? I uh, well, uh, this is so tough. It's like I I would hope he'd be better, but I mean yeah, this falls on Rick Spielman and the coaches. It's it's everybody, man. Rick Spielman had no backup plan at the cornerback position. There is nobody on this roster to play it. The coaching schemes have been pathetic, and the players have been pathetic. So, yeah. Uh, To linebackers, speaking of not doing well either, we'll say. (laughs) Aaron Henderson, completely not suited to be a middle linebacker in this league. And just, just listen to me, man. Just listen to me. It's like one thing after another. But these are facts, folks. This is not even an opinion anymore. This is a fact. Aaron Henderson is not suited to be a middle linebacker in this league. And listen to me rant, rant, rant. But it's like, what do you do? I'm not trying to rant. I'm trying to tell you the truth. The truth. <laughs> the truth. As Randy Moss says, the truth hurts. People don't like hearing the truth because the truth hurts. But no, you don't lose to the Carolina Panthers by 32 points. <clears throat> I'm going to keep it at that. And not expect there to be some type of well, I mean, you gotta you have to analyze the game, and you have to give what you saw, and you have to give what you've been seeing the last several weeks. The Vikings' defense has not been good once this year. Once. They were not good against Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger had the Vikings on the ropes until the very last second when he went down via, uh, was it Jared Allen and Floyd, Sharif Floyd, who also had a dumbass penalty in the game. Dumbass penalty. He had, oh yay, he brought down (laughs) Cam Newton. Here we go. Huge stop by the Vikings. Sack Cam Newton. Oh, no, he grabbed the face mask. 15-yard penalty, and off off they go. So that that helped too. (laughs) Okay, anyhow, Aaron Henderson's not a middle linebacker in this league. Chad Greenway has been slow, and that's about it. (sighs) 
boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I almost said Tyrone McKenzie. He was cut, the poor guy. Yeah, he'd probably be better than what we have out there, like Marvin Mitchell and such. Um, and Bishop is hurt again. He got hurt twice in the game. He looked a little pissed off, a little frustrated. Is it the hamstring, the leg, the knee? Ah, it looked like kind of like hamstring again. Oh, oh, Bishop. Oh, Bishop, we need you to be the middle linebacker. We need you to be healthy. He's clearly the best linebacker right now. Um, it's supposed to be Chad Greenway. And Greenway was okay in the game, but uh, I don't know. I mean, Aaron Henderson's not a middle linebacker, though. It's like, sorry, he's not a middle linebacker. Go ahead and get pissed off about it, Aaron Henderson. You're not a middle linebacker. And he was getting all pissed off about it. Oh, no, you're not bringing Bishop in here and taking my spot. Oh, get out of town, Aaron Henderson. Seriously. Get out of town. Really. You don't want to. You don't. You don't want to be replaced in a linebacker. There's plenty of other teams you can play on, buddy. Or just, just please move back to. to the, <laughs> please move back to outside linebacker, will you? Please, please. Yeah, if Bishop's healthy. <laughs> so there you go again. There you go again. You didn't take a middle line. You didn't take a linebacker in the draft because you invested a million draft picks and such. To move up in the draft to take a very good wide receiver who was the right pick in a lot of ways. Well, maybe not, maybe not though, if he's with the linebacker situation, but at the same time, it was a move that was an opportunity to make the offense better, and they refused to play him. And clearly, he's, he's a weapon that could be a huge help to the Vikings. Might not help them necessarily win games yet with the current situation, but later on, yes. To give us all hope. I mean, you got to put the best players on the field, but yeah, we're going to get to a stat later on. Oh, it's it's here in the notes about Cordero Patterson's playing time <laughs> yesterday. It's just mind-boggling. So yeah, to the defensive line and such. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, Latroy Guyon, a guy that I love very much. I'd like to have him on this show someday, to be honest with you. I would love to have him on this show. If, if I could pick a, a Minnesota Vikings, because I mean, you, you figure... I'm not going to get like an Adrian Peterson. I mean, who knows? Maybe I could get really lucky and get him. But you figure, you, you look around the team, Latroy Guyon's a guy would be one of the first people I'd want on this show just because he's just, he's like a Purple Mafia Hall of Famer. You know, he was drafted about the same time that this show started back in April 2008. And, you know, I have just, you know, he was an underdog that came a long way, but I'm, I'm, I'm not on your side in this one, Latroy. I'm not. Um, Latroy Guyon got flagged for taunting after Carolina. That's right, Carolina had just scored a touchdown. Asinine, ball brain, cockamamie, ridiculous. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Uh, Latroy, re- really, man, you're going to get flagged for taunting after their team scored a touchdown? I, I When I heard the taunting, oh, yeah, the Carolina guy was showing off. Wait, wait what? Really? That is just stunning. Just, just stunning. Um, that's the urban legend of the week. Some, I didn't know it was possible that you could get flagged for taunting after a touchdown was scored on you, so that is an urban legend. There will be another urban legend as well, courtesy of Dave Martin out of Scotland, who talked about, we have a defense? <laughs> yeah, the defense is an urban legend too. But to me, the urban legend of the week in a lot of ways is the fact that Latroy Guyon was flagged on a touchdown that he that the team scored on them, the Vikings. 
that's just that's just weird, man. Um, another thought out there that's been thrown out there. I'm sure it's been thrown out by a lot of people. It's also thrown out by Jeff Gerbay. You know, yeah, the thought of trading Jared Allen um, at this stage. Is like, why not? If you could get something for him, why not? Uh, this team is not going anywhere. Jared Allen is not going to be back on this team next year. There are a lot of teams that may over-offer for Jared Allen because maybe they're trying to make a playoff run. You know? There's a lot of teams out there. I mean, I would love to see Jared Allen on San Francisco. You know, hey, you know, I picked the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl this year. Jared Allen to San Francisco. Let's get some draft picks. Why not? And I know San Francisco's draft picks aren't exactly the highest things in the world, but hey, they're more likely to give us a 29th or 30th pick overall than a second overall pick, you know what I'm saying? You know, somebody else. But obviously those teams wouldn't be trading for Jared Allen anyway. Why not trade Jared Allen to a San Francisco or back to Kansas City, Farzine Vesugian? Yeah. Why not something like that? Seattle, who knows? I mean, why not back to Kansas City? I'm sure they would, oh, I'm sure they would be thrilled to have him back. Where the Chiefs were loud, where the Chiefs were lo- were proud. <laughs> yeah, that's their little song that they play on the Chiefs zone. I, I made a little call into that one. Why not something like that? Is that idea annoy you guys out there? Why not? I mean, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? I would trade Jared Allen, sure. That's not a bad take at all. Um, so I thought I'd uh, say I agree with what Jeff Dubay had to say. Uh, it's a thought that was... It's a thought that I was having as well. I mean, why the hell not? Uh, Kevin Williams looks like he's done. There's no doubt he's coming back. He's not come. There's no doubt that he's not coming back, and and he doesn't look like he's really doing anything either. Uh, Brian Robinson also was inked this week, I believe, to a twenty-eight million dollar contract. Uh, very cool. Very Jason Pominville like with the Wild. <laughs> twenty-eight million dollar contract. Is it five years? Twenty-eight, just like Pominville. Man, Pommon, it just shows you the difference between football and hockey, though. Holy cow. Pominville would be like a Greg Jennings, basically, is to the Vikings. Yeah, Pominville with the Wild is like Greg Jennings to the Vikings, a legit scoring veteran who's not that old yet, who's very productive. Um, yeah, that's what it's like. So, kind of funny there. Thought I'd mention that. Uh, Robinson, Robinson has been the MVP of the defensive line this year, without a doubt, in my humble opinion. A bit annoyed with the uh, lack of um, production out of other out of, out of the other linemen on this team. I'm just a bit stunned right now by some of it. It's uh, quite strange. Not not really sure what's going on with that. Dare I keep jumping around with that? It's just yeah, Griffin by Everson Griffin. Where has he been? He's not really been as visible as I expected. I'm a little surprised by that, and it's kind of too bad. I thought this was going to be a guy that was going to take the reins. Of uh, of things when Jared Allen is gone right now, when Jared Allen is eventually gone, I don't think it's gonna. I don't really see. I'm not as confident in it as I was recently. So, with all that being said, the defensive line, the linebackers, the this, the that, the blah 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 blah, the offensive line. I don't even get to that, and we'll get we'll get to it in passing. I guess they were pathetic as always. Um, yeah, we'll get to that very soon. The coaches, folks. This is the feature presentation of Purple Mafia, episode number 150. The coaches, folks. Oh, my God. Stating the obvious part two. Dare I say, folks. Dare I be bold and say this. Oh, am I so bold. Ooh, if I might be so bold. Oh, 
Oh, this is a gutty statement, isn't it? That's why I call it stating the obvious. <laughs> Frazier and staff will not return in 2014. No, they won't. Um, <laughs> and you know, see how it's topic number four, right? You know, uh, in, the, in the notes and such. And then after that, you go with letters for the topics in this one right here. See, the others, they went up to like uh, D on the last one. They went to, the other ones, you only had like, yeah, they didn't even have letters, but went up to D. Usually it goes up to like, C or D or maybe E sometimes. You know where this went, folks? Are you ready? J. Holy crap, Batman! Yeah, yeah, it went up to J. How about that, huh? <laughs> it went up to J. Why do you think that is? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> well, the players have repeatedly, so here's def- <laughs> Coaches Exhibit A. Coaches firing... Uh, excuse me, the, the state of Minnesota versus the Vikings coaches, Exhibit A. Players <laughs> repeatedly have mentioned after games that they were out-schemed. Out-schemed. The Minnesota Vikings, the team was out-schemed. Repeatedly after games. We've heard this all year, starting at least with the Chicago game. Uh, I don't remember hearing it after the De- Detroit game, but... You know what? If you check the archives of the quotes in that game, I wouldn't be too surprised if they did mention that. But basically, ever since, you've heard repeated offenses, game in, game out, game after game after game after game, that this team was out-schemed. Why are players coming out into the media and telling you, <laughs> telling telling us fans and the media that we were out-schemed? Why is that? Okay, we'll continue. B. <laughs> Clearly, there is a disconnect, yeah, there you go, between players and coaches. That appears to be the number one issue with the team overall, along with poor personnel at certain positions, a la Josh Robinson and such, and Matt Katzel and Christian Ponder and, and uh, yeah, other players as well. Our guys just not playing up to their the hype, so to speak, this year, like the Jared Allens and Kevin Williams and God knows what else. Okay, exhibit C, Musgrave. Oh, Musgrave, the most popular man in town. He could run for governor. Oh, easily, and he'd win. Yeah, right. Uh, Musgrave refuses to play or target Cordero Patterson, game in and game out. <laughs> he only... Here it is. Here's your stat, folks. Your, it's not an official number, but it's a stat. Yeah, well, we'll tell you the number, too. Um... He only got more offensive reps than Jerome Felton and Rhett Ellison out of the whole offensive options, folks. That's right, Cordero Patterson got more, only got more offensive reps than Jerome Felton and Rhett Ellison, who both, well, are, Rhett Ellison's kind of a fullback slash tight end. You're not going to really use him all that much. He hasn't really been used at all. He's an urban legend. If, if anybody, if any individual player is an urban legend, Jerome Felton was also an urban legend yesterday because the Vikings were not be able to run the ball because they were behind the entire game. And I mean the entire game. The Vikings trailed pretty much the whole way. Jerome Felton only was had, had six reps in the game. Rhett Ellison, who I don't even know if he exists, had three. <laughs> Embar- isn't, isn't that crazy? It's just weird. Um... Cordero Patterson was only out there for 19 plays, folks. 19 plays. Wow. You know, just you think about that, it's absolutely stunning. As for targets towards the aforementioned Cordero Patterson, he was targeted twice. He made two catches for three yards. (laughs) 
Well, at least he caught the ball. Uh, other than that, thanks to the creativity there, Musgrave. Um, great. Good stuff. Great creativity there. Great. Uh, Kyle Rudolph did get nine catches for 97 yards. You might as well rat the, r- ride this off really quick. 11 targets, nine catches for him. 10 targets, six receptions for Greg Jennings for 34 yards. <clears throat> Uh, The longest pass of the game was a 23-yard touchdown to Kyle Rudolph. Uh, That's it. Joe Webb had 23 reps, by the way. So he had more than Cordero. Yeah. Cordero had 19. So I just thought I'd mention that. Uh, Wright Wright was in there about half the game. So there you go there. Quite a bit more than Cordero as well. I'm I'm just giving you the information, guys. This isn't ranting. It's... Information. That's all it is. So let's let's briefly move over to the defensive side of the ball. The other coordinator, Alan Williams, clearly has lost his part of the team. He has defense exhibit defense exhibit right. No, <laughs> uh, coaches exhibit D. Prosecution, whatever we call ourselves. Uh, yeah, he's lost his part of the team, and uh, it started with the Chicago game. If not before that, doesn't doesn't have a clue at this stage, and. This is not me just coming out here yelling fire, 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 which the local media wants to, always wants to sound smarter than everybody else, wants to sound smarter than the fans, because oh, you can't just come out and go fire, 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 fire. Well, I'm not coming out here and going fire, fire, fire. I'm stating a case here. <laughs> I'm showing you the information. I report, you decide, right? Okay, dare I. I'm not endorsing a certain TV channel by saying that. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. I well, yeah, because I don't even watch news channels, so just thought I'd mention that. Uh, exhibit E, which continues with Williams and Frazier, they refuse to make a move on Josh Robinson, who is getting embarrassed every single week. Marcus Sherrill's is a possibility to go in there. AJ Jefferson looked pathetic, but Marcus Sherrill's looked at least possible out there. I gotta think he's gotta be a little better than Josh Robinson. We probably won't be Winfield, um, but no, Williams, Alan Williams, <laughs> he doesn't have a clue, and you're constantly hearing about how players are out of position defensively, folks, constantly hearing about it, week in, week out, you're hearing the same thing. If players are out of position because the co- they're getting, because the coaches are getting out-schemed, I, I mean, do I need to say anything else, or does that make it obvious to you? I mean, I... Obviously, the players are at fault as well, but something's wrong, folks. There's got to be wholesale changes, man. Uh, Matt Khalil mentioned that the team, so now we're on the offensive side again, and the the the, the uh, offensive line was destroyed all day yesterday, and I mean all day. So here's Matt Khalil's reasoning. He mentioned that the team was out-schemed. So there it is again, out-schemed. Matt Khalil said it again. There it is. All right. <laughs> Exhibit G. Pardon me for the noise here. Exhibit G. Did this team quit on the coaches yesterday? Maybe not on Frazier, but definitely on what they view as an incompetent coaching staff being the assistant. So this is uh, what I believe right here. I, I believe personally that, yeah, the team appeared to quit yesterday. And when you see 35-3, to 35-3 to three at home against a mediocre to bad team, We'll call them mediocre. Carolina's a little better than bad, i got to say. Uh, Dennis Green lost 33-3 against a weak Jacksonville team. 
at home, of course, and was fired. The next morning, Brad Childress got absolutely humiliated. Was it 35-3, to something like that? I don't remember the exact score, but it was basically that. Right about that, 38-35-3 against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, what was it, the, the 100th matchup of all time? Yep, it was, between the two teams. Um, yep, 100th matchup of all time. And uh, what a way to celebrate game number 100 between the Vikings and Packers. Oh, great way to celebrate it. Brad Childers fired the next morning. Vikings utterly obliterated. Uh, we'll, call, we'll continue to call it 35-3, to even though it's course is 35-10. Um, Frazier not fired yet, but the team did quit the game. And, uh, I do believe the team is co-quitting on the assistants. I think the players love Frazier, but I think they hate the assistants. I, I really do. Uh, and that includes, <laughs> and that includes the overrated, in my opinion, special teams coach. I, I just, I don't think Mike Kreefer is anything, man. I, I think he's overrated. I think he's been overrated. He didn't get necessarily obliterated yesterday as much as he did in other games. Didn't like the way he uh, treated... I, I really didn't like the way he treated McKenzie uh, after that holding penalty. It was a bad call, but I think he humiliated the guy, and that was kind of messed up. That was back in the preseason. It may have been a bad play by McKenzie, but, dude, you need to... I, I just didn't appreciate the way he was treated, and I think this kind of nonsense has been going on for a while. Starting to remind me of Tim Brewster's staff when there were literally players getting in fights with the assistant coaches. And it really was happening. And I think it could be headed in that direction in the coming weeks here. Because why are players throwing the coaches under the bus game in and game out? Why? There has to be a reason, folks. It's not because they're just a bunch of assholes, pardon my language, if this is a family show, it kind of is. Um, it's not that they're... They can't all be a bunch of a-holes. <laughs> that are uncoachable. Sometimes the coaches just can't coach. So you got to put that, you got to put that as a possibility. What the hell happened to this coaching staff last year versus this year? Because they looked pretty competent last year for the most part. What the hell happened this summer, this spring, this spring into summer? I have no idea. You're going to have to fill me in on that one. But facts speak for themselves. So we continue. <laughs> Here's a big stat, folks. Oh my god, this is a big stat that really makes Frazier look bad. Frazier and the coaches in general look bad. So, coming out of the bye week, remember Dennis Green was great at it. Uh, Childress was, uh, I don't even remember, you know, at this point. It's like he he had to be better than this. He wasn't, he was okay at it. Yeah, he was okay at it because there were some decent years from uh, Childress. He was okay at it. But coming out of the bye week... Dennis Green, I couldn't stand him, but he constantly bragged about his bye week record, and it was really good, right? Uh, so coming out of the bye, under Frazier as head coach, in three games so far, opponents have outscored the Vikings. An utterly insane 108-27. to Bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. Alright, well... <laughs> One other thing we could mention too, and we'll briefly wrap it up after this, after a couple more statements, it'll be kind of like a statement and a half here, um, the team has not looked prepared yet this year. They have not looked prepared, especially defensively, which makes Alan Williams look like he absolutely will not be back, but I got to think the whole team is not going to come back because Frazier's not under contract anyway. Frazier is not under contract after this year. 
which I do believe is the end of the story here. Um, it's very, very unlikely. Frazier's contract will be up, folks, and the Vikings will not be on the hook at all. So it's it's very easy for the Vikings organization in general to make a move at the coaching position because they're not on the hook for a penny. They were on the hook for a lot of money for Brad Childress because we had just inked him to an extension the year before uh, in 2009 when he was canned in, was it November 2010? Oh my God, was it overdue in that case? <laughs> yeah, but um, that's about it, folks. Should I chill now? Maybe look at a couple more stats here for the hell of it. Pretty much went over the receivers, the offense, and all that good stuff. Brandon LaFell was targeted only four times, caught all of four of his passes, including that 79-yard ditty, 107 yards total. Uh, Cam Newton looked like an MVP. He looked like an MVP on Sunday, completing 20 of 26 passes, 77%, 242 yards, three touchdowns, quarterback rating of 143.4. Oh, my goodness. Cam, Cam Newton looked really good, and the Vikings did not look really good at all. Oh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Blair Walsh only got to kick one field goal in the whole game from 22 yards out. Basically an extra point because the Vikings just could not get it done in the end zone. The Vikings uh, did get one sack in the game. That was Sharif Floyd, who um, there's an asterisk on that one, of course, because, yep, the one sack the Vikings were able to get, Sharif Floyd got flagged for a face mask. <laughs> oh, boy. It just summed up the whole game. One other major thing of note, uh, Xavier Rhodes still continuing to not even get playing time. A, a lot of people not understanding that either. Xavier Rhodes getting very limited playing time. Very high draft pick. Has a lot better skill set than Josh Robinson and Chris Cook. Again, no freaking idea. No idea. I, I don't understand it. I don't think anybody does. Harrison Smith was hurt in the game, unfortunately. Um... Yeah, it just never ends here. I believe it's, yes, it's turf toe, which is one of those kind of scary ones. Uh-oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, there was no, uh, it was scheduled to have an MRI on it. There has been no report on it since uh, turf toe. is one of those really scary ones. So it's not like an ACL or anything, but it's one of those type of weird injuries that can keep people out for a long time. Harrison Smith is a pretty tough guy, though. So we'll, we'll see where this heads. Sometimes tough and hurt are two different things, though. If you're hurt, you're hurt. So whew, that sucks. Just just what this team needs, right? One, like the one of the few positives in that defensive, uh, especially the secondary right there, to have the, the infamous, the infamous dreaded turf toe injury. Oh Lord, have mercy. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> I'm not up here to, not up here to preach doom and gloom. I'm up here to give you the facts. And that's what I'm here to do. Mark Carlson seemed to like it, and many others have as well. So, again, if you don't like negativity, I'm sorry. Don't watch the team, I guess. I guess that's what a lot of people have done of late, unfortunately. But again, to those of you who are listening and do keep up, God bless you. Time to get to the preview with the New York Giants right after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast 
just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back here on a Purple Mafia, episode number 150, which is a reminder for all of you iPod, Android, and all those uh, MP3 player users. Thank you again for that. iTunes for Apple, Double Twist for Android, simply for Microsoft. Just look up in the store for Purple Mafia there. Same thing with BlackBerry, bada bing, bada boom. Smartphone, MP3 devices. If you don't like sitting in front of a computer, well, gosh darn it, you don't have to. There's a lot of ways to listen to the show on the go. You can do it while mowing your lawn. Just simply get some earmuffs to put over your, uh, you know, the ones you can buy at Home Depot to put over your earphones. That's what I do. I could listen to like I could listen to like multiple podcasts a day very easily that way by working out when I when I do work outside and my second job and all that good stuff. Yeah, I work pretty hard, guys. This is my third job. <laughs> I'm a beast. I'm a beast. Okay, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Vikings. New York Giants. Oh yeah. The bowl of bowls, folks. This is a bowl, man. I'm telling you. This is the, I don't want to call it the loser bowl. That's kind of just too harsh, I guess we'll say, even though the Vikings look like losers. But I don't think Viking fans want to hear me talk like that all the time. Uh, on ESPN, that's what it is now. Monday Night Football, Monday, October the 21st. The Minnesota Vikings go to the Meadowlands to take on the New York Giants, who are 0-6. And they had lost to the Carolina Panthers 38-0. to But it was in um, yeah, it was in North Carolina, so, uh, freaking horrible loss, but, <laughs> which I talked about last week, by the way, um, when I was previewing the Carolina Panthers, or was it two weeks ago already? It was, and I was talking about the Pittsburgh game. Oh, the Vikings head to the Meadowlands against the New York Giants, doggone it. And remember when, remember in 2008, when we, 2007, pardon me, when we strolled into New York, Tavares Jackson was the quarterback. Vikings looked like they were pretty much about done. The Giants looked like a fairly strong team. Fairly strong. Eli Manning was racking up the stats. And the Vikings destroyed Eli Manning, who looked just out of it. And the Vikings win, like, was it 42-24? to 24 Or 21-something like 24. Just obliterated the New York Giants in New York. The Giant Land. I played the Super Mario Brothers 3. Super Mario 3 uh, Giant Land song on the video. This was on. This is back in my Paladino Live days. On YouTube, it's still on YouTube, folks. Look up Paladino Live, Minnesota Vikings, New York Giants, 2007. Look it up. It's fun, man. That's one of my most fun videos I ever did. Um, a stunning win for the Minnesota Vikings. And the Giants went on to uh, play a little better. Barely lost to the New England Patriots. The Patriots went on to be 16-0. Giants went on and won the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Looked like Tom Coughlin was dead and gone. Looked like Eli Manning was just a quarterback that was, well, going to put up some numbers sometimes that never going to be really much of anything. Certainly not going to live up to the number one overall pick. He's been a clutch, legit quarterback for a while now. Pulled off remarkable upsets against the Green Bay Packers, against the San Francisco 49ers, against the uh, Packers twice, of course, against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, against Atlanta. They took out Atlanta. That was awesome. I, I picked the Giants to win that game. 
Um, the Giants also obviously defeated the New England Patriots again. Gosh dang it. Very upsetting, yet at the same time, because I do like the Patriots, if I haven't mentioned that a hundred million times in the show. Love their victory over the Saints yesterday, by the way. Oh, just love that. Hate the Saints, love the Patriots, or like the Patriots, we'll say. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> Still, Vikings are number one. Don't worry about it. But, um, yeah. Oh, goody. And enough of all that. Yeah, I just hated that the Giants beat them. So, yeah, now the New York Giants are 0-6. Uh, will Tom Coughlin do it again? Will they, will they run the table? Will the Vikings be the perfect team for the New York Giants to start their run to the Super Bowl when they look like they're dead and gone? Is this the time when the Giants turn it on and go all the way? Uh, probably not. Um, will the Giants win the game? Maybe. <laughs> Depends on who the Vikings quarterback is, but we know who the Vikings quarterback is going to be. If they have any common sense whatsoever, any common sense whatsoever, Josh Freeman will be the quarterback in the Minnesota Vikings. You know what? You want the Vikings to look good. Come out there on Monday Night Football. Put Josh Freeman in there, and let's run on those Giants. Let's run those Giants. Let's run up the score on these Giants who give up a bajillion points this year. They have been utterly pathetic from day one, but I'm not real confident right now, folks. <laughs> if there's any team that can <laughs> give the other team who's been struggling up big time who can give that team a boost to finally say, hey, here we go. We're going to kick somebody's butt this year. It's either team. <laughs> either one of these teams could be that team. The team that's the well-oiled, that can, that can oil this seized-up engine or nearly seized-up engine. This, this, this 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 uh this rough idled engine you know put that <laughs> fuel injector cleaner in there yep here it is the fuel injector cleaner is it the Giants is it the Vikings who knows it's probably gonna favor I, I would favor the home team in this one it is a home game for the New York Giants they have been pathetic all year but somebody's got to win this game unless it's a zero to zero tie I guess that's possible. But no, these teams are, somebody's going to score, you know. Eli Manning, despite his horrible season, still has 1,721 yards. I can't believe that. Quarterback rating of 64. <clears throat> That's not good. Can't believe I'm seeing this out of Eli Manning. I, I just cannot believe it. It's a career low outside of his rookie year in 2004 of 55.4. His career quarterback rating is 81.8. Uh, most of the time, though, his quarterback rating has been in the upper 80s, low 90s. Be that being Eli Manning, except for his first couple of years there. Um, uh, wow. Eli Manning has 15 interceptions already this year, which is as many as he threw last year in a strong season. 26 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. The year before that, 16 interceptions with against 29 touchdowns, um, which ended up being a 2011 Super Bowl championship that year. Almost 5,000 yards for Eli Manning that year. Wow, that's insane. Um I don't know what the hell is going on with the New York Giants, but uh, I guess it's a it's another situation where the quarter the coach ha- had some success. In the Vikings' case, Leslie Frazier had a little bit of success last year, getting the, helping the Vikings get to ten and six. But was it mostly just a running back running his mind out, <laughs> running it running his heart out last year for almost twenty one hundred yards, or? Uh, was Leslie Frazier part of it? I suppose. Alan Williams, the defense looked all right. And this year, the disconnect has been from day one. Uh, the disconnect has been from day one in New York this year via with uh, with the New York Giants with uh, Tom Coughlin. I just, uh, it's uh, it looks like both of these teams are going to have new coaches next year. 
Will Bill Collar finally get his dream job at the New York Giants? Maybe. Will John Gruden come to Minnesota next year? Uh, maybe. I That would be nice. Man, I still got to get to the fan interaction. I better keep moving here. <laughs> this is going to be a long show. You can kind of tell. Uh, obviously, you probably know what the number is already. So, uh, yeah. <sighs> the most recent game of the New York Giants was against the Chicago Bears. They were semi-competitive in that game. They lose 21-27. to 20, yeah, Bears win that game. We're happy for them. Um... This is almost a, this is almost, this is almost, you know what this is? This is a pick em. You might, I don't even want to make a prediction in this game because anything's going to happen. You know, the Giants are pretty bad and the Vikings are really bad. The Giants are really bad. The Vikings are really bad. Whatever, you know, anything, this could be one of those games where anything can happen. Why even look at the numbers? Why look at the stats? It, it, it's a feel, isn't it? It's a feel. <sighs> Josh Keeman will be the quarterback in this game. And you want to believe that the Minnesota Vikings will have some energy from that. And they will make some type of uh, impression in this game. You want to believe that. But this is this is New York City in the bright lights. I have to lead New York. I have to. I think the New York Giants finally win their first game. But I think the Vikings make it interesting believe it or not, because Josh Freeman's the quarterback. If Castle was the quarterback, or Ponder was the quarterback, forget about it. I know that's very overused, but I had to use it just because. I just had to. Uh-huh. I think the bright lights in New York City are too much for the Minnesota Vikings, even with a horrible, horrible Giants team and a horrible Vikings team. It's the worst Monday night football game ever. <laughs> but... A lot of these, a lot, of, and I gotta think the schedule makers going into this when they made that this game were like, this is gonna be a huge game. It's gonna play up implications, and you know what? Who could blame them? What the hell happened to these teams? What the hell happened to their coaching staffs? What the hell is going on? The answer to that question is unknown. It's a mystery. The Giants are going to win the game 28-21. New York Giants win 28-21. Josh Freeman looks adequate, but not spectacular because it's his first game and that complicated Bill Musgrave offense. And I got to think there is some quit in this team still. But they'll make it a little bit interesting, I suppose, with Josh Freeman in there. I suppose. Josh Freeman's got a little bit of something to prove. I think he'll be a factor out there, but not amazing. And he won't lead this team to victory. I think the Giants get some interceptions in this game, unfortunately. And I think they have some fun in the bright lights of New York. Well, actually, it's New East Rutherford, New Jersey, the Meadowlands. But, hey, it is what it is. And the Giants are going to win 28-21. to Boop! All right, we're just going to leave that as is. Because this is an unpredict- unpredictable game in a lot of ways. Who cares what the stats are with the offense and defense? These teams are unpredictable. There's no other than they're going to suck, you know? And it's just like, whatever. Somebody's going to be better than the other team in this game, and there's no way to pick it. So I cannot pick it other than I do think the Giants win in this one. And a, a Monday night game in East Rutherford, New Jersey, favors the Giants, in my humble opinion, versus a equally bad Viking team. End of story. Let's cut to the... Let's, let's just end it right there. We are going to get... To the fan interaction, we will 
open the next segment with the call from Brent Jacobson. You will hear his voice first, not mine. We'll be back right after this. And you will not hear the Vikings row song on this show this this week. Vikings have a game like this, like they did against Cleveland. You're not going to hear that. So, yeah, just thought I'd mention that as well. When the Vikings play that bad, it's not going to happen. for Joey and Purple Mafia. Hey, taking an extremely optimistic point of view here, we're looking at what happened when the Vikings a flyer on a wide receiver who was literally cut by the Philadelphia Eagles, and they got him for $100, the $100 waiver fee at the time. Turns out to be, turns out all he does is catch touchdown passes. And then... A few years later, a certain defensive end from the barbecue capital of the Midwest is, is they trade a first-round pick and a couple other things, I believe, to, to get him. Turns out to have a all-world season last year, the year before, or last, and uh, indubitably will be a Hall of Famer or Definitely in the Vikings' ring of honor, in my opinion. Yeah, and then there was a whole Randy Moss experiment in 2010. We'll conveniently forget that. Uh, so, what the hey? I love this training of Josh Freeman. Best case scenario, he quote-unquote gets it and turns his career around. We have ourselves a franchise quarterback. Worst case scenario... He's a knucklehead. Hey, a one-year contract. Bye. Anyways, I'm hoping he finally, quote-unquote, gets it. And maybe becomes that franchise quarterback we need. Then we could use our first-round pick for, I don't know, Adrian's heir apparent. Uh, maybe... Another cornerback that could actually cover <clears throat> Chris Clark. Bye. Anyways, is I that's it. Skull Vikings. See what happens against Carolina here. Uh, anyways, talk to you later, Joey. Keep up the good work on the show, and uh, love the Dumbo Fifty Five on Brave in the Wild. Catch you later, man. Bye. Hey, I thank you for that call, Brent Jacobson. Very cool. Always a welcome member of this show. Welcome poster on the Facebook page and Twitter and all that good stuff. Hey, thanks for mentioning Brave the Wild at the end there. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Dumba 55. Yep. So, yep, Brent Jacobson, very loyal listener to all of my shows. Purple Mafia, Timberwolves Explosion, and yes, Brave the Wild, who keep winning lately. Yes, Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild. Uh, he was comparing Carter and Freeman a bit there. Uh, Jared Allen, not really as comparable, of course, because of the high draft picks. But yeah, it was a wonderful uh, addition for the time being. 
not as positive right now, but it's it's the end of the line right now for Jared Allen and I think a lot of the old veterans. It's This is a lot like 2001 with the Minnesota Vikings, which of course was the firing of Dennis Green at the time. A lot of veterans were on their way out. Uh, the team had quit on the coach and all that good stuff. It's kind of sad because Frazier was only here for three years and yeah, anyhow. Um, Carter and Freeman, huh? Yeah, because we got Carter for only, yeah, like 100 bucks. Uh, was let go out of Philadelphia because of the, the attitude issue a bit and all that good stuff. And all he does is catch touchdowns a la Buddy Ryan, who was the greatest defensive coordinator ever. No, I'm kidding. And the head coach of Philadelphia at the time. Um... Eh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's one of those. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a uh, no lose situation. Yes, that maybe Freeman goes on to be a great quarterback, and if he sucks, just well, it was just a one year deal. We can let him go right away. Same situation with Frazier at this point. There is no, uh, uh, there is there is no contract. There's no obligation after this season. So yeah, we're gonna see some significant uh, decisions being made come January, February, and all that good stuff. It's going to be very interesting in Viking land. Hope you're listening to Purple Mafia as we will, I will continue to post on there. And of course, Dylan Richardson will be joining at times, probably the next Chicago game. He'll be on for sure. Maybe sometimes in between. We'll see. Playoffs, always Dylan Richardson is on for that. All the playoffs, first round, second round, third round, and Super Bowl. Dylan Richardson will be on this show to review those. And I believe even a preview, a playoff preview show We'll be on there. Uh, Dylan will be on as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, good thoughts, though. Uh, good thoughts, though, Brent. Uh, Freeman, yeah, I hope. I really hope it's a... I really hope uh, Freeman does work out. It would be very cool. But at the same time, hey, if this team is in utter, complete, utter tank mode, well, there you go. We'll just totally uh, lose a lot of games. We won't have to keep Freeman. Hopefully we can draft the right quarterback this time with a higher pick. <laughs> In the first round, of course. Hopefully we can get that done this time around. There are some nice quarterbacks coming out this year. Last year was not the year to take a quarterback. Um, though, unfortunately, a couple years ago when there were a lot of really nice quarterbacks available, unfortunately, Ponder was, was in that class along with Blaine Gabbard, Jake Locker. Guys that haven't really done all that much. Uh, it just hasn't been all that impressive. Andrew Luck's been ridiculously good, though. That is for doggone sure. So we'll just see where things head in that category. Though, of course, Andrew Luck was out of the 2012 draft, so I can't even compare that. But 2011 draft did look promising at the quarterback position, but doesn't look good now in a lot of ways. All right, so let's move on to the Facebook page. Woohoo! Yes, sir. There was a lot of commenting about my special edition. <laughs> Uh, section when I talked about up, it's it's up and available. Justin Mayor Henry was teasing me that I said December sixth instead of October sixth. I was just too excited. It was a it was a, I had just recorded Brave the Wild. That's the uh, the one a week ago, not the one I recorded last night. Um, I had just recorded the show, so it's like okay, I'm just relaxing, uh, editing that show, getting it uploaded, and all that good stuff. And then all of a sudden, Mike Florio's like, Josh Freeman to Minnesota. I'm like, oh no, I got to do a show. Whoa, that's pretty cool. Wow. I got to get on and do a show. So I was so excited. I said, December 6th. What the hell? Sorry about that. That was pretty pathetic. Justin Mayor Henry wanting to tease me there. He has a brother named Josh Mayor Henry as well. 
Uh, he was teasing me a bit, saying that I gave his brother credit for his comment about the Browns trying with the Vikes. Ouch. Yep, so Justin was the Gold Star winner in that one. Um, there, I believe Josh is going to get the Gold Star in this one, if I remember correctly. We'll get there very soon. Uh, final comment here. Mark Carlson was saying he finally got to listen to that special edition show, episode number 129, about Josh Schumann. He said, thanks for getting that out, Joey, and keeping us informed. I remember clearly the Nope episode last year. What a disappointment losing to Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, man, that's funny. Uh, he always thought that that was, he always used to think Tampa was laughable. It's an 80s thing. Yeah, I mean, totally, man. Totally. Tampa Bay used to be like a terrible team. And it, yeah, it's still like, it still eats at us, doesn't it? A lot of us guys that are a little bit older, you have to be about 34, 35 to really get that feel, or, or older, of course, 34, 35 and up to really get this vibe. Like, man, why why are we losing to Tampa? Because the team did get better in, like, the early, the late 90s, early 2000s, when a certain very good uh, defensive coordinator became a good head coach as well, named Tony Dungy, who coached them for a while. Um, man, man, man. Yeah, he says, uh, Mark Carlson saying he was impressed with Freeman then, but still wonders why we are doing this. How about putting Winfield back in purple and beefing up our past defense? Oh man, um, unfortunately, yeah, he liked, yeah, he liked when I said McNabb, round as a shape, oh, that was cool, thank you for that, Mark, <laughs> yeah, um, because I did mention that, yeah, Freeman, um, Anton Winfield, though, yeah, at this stage, the defense is so bad that Anton Winfield, I, sure, he'd be a huge upgrade over Josh Robinson, like, we're talking a 100% good upgrade, but, yeah, there's just so many holes right now, it's like trying to, plug it like i said earlier uh, i believe on the previous episode or so a couple episodes ago i think it was the cleveland show yep um that it's like yeah it's like trying to plug a, a ship with or save a ship that has like 19 19,000 holes and you got to plug about eight of them and then up oh, now now it's down to six and seven seven and six and five because those holes reopened again yeah the ship's gonna sink so it's just one of those situations in the defense right now uh, it's pretty pretty rough Pretty rough. We'll not talk about where I t- uh, the original Josh Freeman post because uh, I read that on the previous show. Apologize if somebody posted afterwards. Just got to keep moving on. We can't just read everything, even though a lot of you guys are great. Um, here we go. Holy moly. There's so much conversation on this one. It's just unbelievable. Oh, ho, 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 my God. It's unbelievable. Uh, well, first, first, I'll read Sebastian Balls. This was actually before the game. He says, Skull, game day, off to the dump, not making a prediction, praying for the best. Prayers out to 28 MVP. So, yes, Sebastian, very cool there. Brett Jacobson made kind of a, made a funny uh, Clay Matthews comparison to a little pony. My little pony, got it like that. Dave Vicky thought it was awesome as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, gotta love it. Oh, here we go. Gotta mention this before I uh, move on, because it was not mentioned on the previous show. Mark Carlson saying, here's an awesome t- statistic. Cordero Patterson's kick return of uh, 12 quick returns, 460 yards, and an average of 33.8 yards and a touchdown. You know, it's just like, yeah, again, it's like, why the hell isn't he playing? No idea. We thought we would have gotten better quarterback play with a receiver like that, but you're not getting anything, and Cordero's not getting any playing time either. Mark Carlson talking about he's a weapon. And it's like, you got to do something. Dave Hickey also saying that the coaches really don't know how to use their players. I thought they were starting to in London, but I was wrong. That's for damn sure. Yes, sir. Keep moving on. Yes, we must. Yes, we must. 
Uh, we'll close with uh, Dave Hickey later on, so I'll save that for now. Uh, there it was. In regards to my stating the obvious, <laughs> regardless of who the quarterback is, the defense is still a huge problem. Got generated a ton of responses. Matthew Kyle saying letting them convert to two fourth downs is disgraceful. Cody Peterson saying amen. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Josh Mayor Henry, here we go. This is it. Gold star time. <laughs> wow, you give up a tish touchdown and then get a taunting penalty. So there it is, Josh Mayor Henry. This time you do get the gold star. <laughs> yes, gold star, Josh Mayor Henry for that. That is classic. Oh, absolutely classic. So both of the Mayor Henrys have a gold star in their trophy case, their Purple Mafia trophy case. <laughs> Mark Carlson, who's got a lot of them, says the Vikings defense yeah, better get with it, or this will be a double fake all over again, burned by a flea flicker. Yeah, it wasn't quite as bad as that. I mean, you get faked out by two field goals, is like, yikes. But, yeah, no, totally hear you there, Mark. But, wow, I mean, yeah, that was that was legendary, though, legendary. Uh, Stephen A. Smith saying, really starting to feel the team is taking on the laid-back personalities of Fraser and Musgrave. No energy. Silver star, Stephen A. Smith. Silver star, silver star right there. Yes, sir. That was really, really awesome. Mark Carlson was booing about how bad the past defense is, and ain't that the truth. Brian Brewer saying, starting to wonder what the team Josh Robinson plays, <laughs> what team Josh Robinson plays for, and how offensive linemen can look, can look so lost. If you are standing at the line with no one in front of you to block, and you are starting all alone. Your team is in serious trouble. Oh my. Josh was saying, Josh Mayor Henry saying Josh Robinson doesn't play for the Vikings. Justin Mayor Henry saying I'm going to start watching the Lynx so I have a reason to start cheering for a Minnesota team. Oh my god. Yes sir. That is hilarious. Justin saying there were a ton of boos. Oh that's for sure. He's wondering if it's haunted. Whoa that's funny. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's lame, but so are the Vikings right now. The girls have a better game plan. Ooh, you know, that might be a bronze star right there. We'll save it for now, the bronze star, the bronze star. Malcolm out of California saying, out coach big time once again. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much right up there, too. He's saying, we have the best running back in the league, and we throw stupid pass plays at the end of the first half only to kick a field goal. Why wouldn't you run it, and why not go for it? Oh, my, yep. Lots of stuff all over the place. Hickey, Dave Hickey out of Iowa saying, it's a bad back end of the D with Chris Cook. Just flat out sucks. Josh Robinson is the worst. It's even worse if that's possible. He says we'd be lucky to have five wins. We need Jared Allen, Brian Robinson, Everson, Griffin on the field at the same time. Interesting. Hmm. Create a little pressure on the quarterback to help our pathetic defensive backfield. Hmm, interesting. To have all three of those guys in. Huh. Huh, maybe. Uh, interesting. That would be interesting. Maybe Griffin, I guess, inside versus Guyon, I guess. Uh, he'd be a bit out of position, but then again, who isn't out of position right now with this team, right? Right? <laughs> you know? Uh, 
says, as for the offense, they don't, Dave Vicky continuing saying, as for the offense, they don't seem to sustain any drives. The offensive line is about as bad as the defensive backfield. No room for AP to get started. I thought that AP was going to run for 200 yards. No, 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 not with this defense, but <laughs> not with Carolina's defense, but uh, who knows That's what happened to his child. Yeah, um, man, a lot to get to, boy. It's just like, mm. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. A lot of, uh, well, yeah, I don't know about 200-plus yards. But you never know, though, with Adrian Peterson, do you? That would be quite something, but it's just not that kind of year, I guess, Dave. It's just, there's no, there is no magic this year, even with AP. It's been crazy. 2,500 yards is completely off the table. I can't believe there, that even, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I can't believe that would even be said at this point, 2,500 yards, it's like AP saying that now, it looks like it's, looks funny, uh, he's saying he hates to be, uh, Dave's saying, hey, hate to be negative, but what does anybody expect with such a disappointing team, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that, he had a lot of high hopes, a lot of high picks, yeah, I really thought this team was going to be a lot better, Dave, so really good thoughts there, really, really good thoughts, a lot of people could have gotten a silver or bronze star, I mean, Brian Brewer, Really good statement. Uh, Justin, Malcolm, you guys all with good stuff. It's like bronze stars for all of you. How about that? Well, Dave Hickey, uh, Brian Brewer, Justin, Mayor Henry, and Malcolm. We're going to give out bronze stars forever for all those guys there. That was some good stuff. <laughs> I'm kind of being goofy, but it's just there's so many good comments here. Todd Vandermeer out of Indiana saying... He hopes so. The team is pathetic and no heart. Because I said, guys, I've seen this before. Something's about to happen. I have a feeling the head coach is about to be fired because, yes, there was just too much quit. A lot of people here basically saying how really they hope so. Todd saying that. Justin Mayor Henry saying that. Tracy Spangler saying it's reminiscent of the eve before Chili's firing. Yeah, it really was. Malcolm also saying he hopes so. Um, Greg Krinky saying all the coaches. (laughs) Marty Minnesota Simmons saying muskrat must go. Yeah, I mean, Tracy was saying, uh, it's the first thought in his head when I was saying, you know, that's exactly what I was uh, saying that. Yeah, we were basically agreeing back and forth at that one. Lots of stuff here. <laughs> Brett McCarthy also saying he hopes so. Joe McCarthy saying he agrees. Wow, look at all these. Yeah, a lot of similar, looks like a lot of relatives. Jerry Hicks, here we go. He's the guy that did the, the Go Vikings song that you hear on this show. That isn't played on this one because it's been just it's just the kind of game you, I can't play it because it's just... It's a great, it was greatly done by Jerry Hicks. I'm just saying I can't play it when the mood is like this with the Vikings right now. Um, he says, actually, if they fire them, they may win a few games here and there. Keep the coaches for the rest of the season. Lose the rest of the games. Get the number one pick in the draft. I think we all know who that will probably be. Yeah, I mean, why not get that stud quarterback? Why not? It's going to be it's gonna be Johnny Manziel. No, I don't know about that. I'm just kidding. But um, it would be nice to get the, yeah. Stud quarterback, it really would. It really would. Cedric also. Cedric Paulding saying he agrees the staff should be gone, but there isn't one coach on the staff worthy enough to be the interim. Yeah, this is this is seriously good stuff right here. Isn't <laughs> good enough to be the interim coach. I just hope we don't go to the college road for Fraser replacement. Man, that is an awesome one, Cedric. Woo, that is awesome. Man. <laughs> That's a that's a co-silver star right there. <laughs> Almost co-gold star with that one. Really good statement. Um, yeah, and I know I'm too nice. I'm constantly throwing stars everywhere. But it's just, man, these are some good thoughts. Love them. Laurie 
Van Inc. saying the whole coaching staff should be fired. Yeah, I mean, it's just all over the place. William Wright saying along with the rest of the wordless chumps. Man, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff here. Man, man, man. Stephen A. Smith, we'll get to see what he says really quick here and wrap this little section up saying, the question I keep asking myself is, one, do we have the players to run the system? Two, should the system be changed to accommodate the skill set? We have big press corners, but tend to give wide receivers a big cushion. We should try to mirror the Seattle defense, in my opinion. So in a nutshell, I put more of our problems at the feet of our coaches. Frazier's a nice guy, but so was Fred Rogers. <laughs> and I wouldn't have wanted to see him guide our team either. Yeah, really, yep, for real, man, for real. Ooh, my goodness. So we'll close with what Dave Hickey had to say, and then we'll have hear from Dave Martin a bit on Twitter. It says, hey, Joey, wanted to let you know, wanted to let you and the others know how easy it was to do some early shopping with for my wife through your link at Amazon. Yeah, yes, awesome. And also supporting your podcast. It won't be the last time either because I don't even have to leave the house. It was just as cheap as going to Walmart. No weather, no traffic. Who's better than buying gifts for your loved ones? Or Yeah, what's better? Excuse me. Buying gifts for your loved ones before you throw the remote at your TV while watching your pathetic team lose again. Thanks for the link for the and for the podcast. Hell yeah, Dave Hickey. That was spectacular. Thank you for that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it just shows how easy it is. Like you heard it in the ad earlier uh, after the game review with Amazon. Yeah, I mean, just go to thesportstuff.com. Big, giant black button that says Amazon. Just click on that, and there you go. See, that way you help the show, because a lot of people like to shop on Amazon. It is the easiest website to shop on. It really is. I love it. And I, I'm i not just saying this because it's a post on the page. I encourage my mom <laughs> To go through Amazon because she's not really computer literate and it drove me nuts having to always like help her buy something on the internet. Amazon is so easy, she can do it. How about that? So that's why it's like a go-to website to buy stuff. They have pretty much everything. The prices are cheap. But to help this show, all you got to do is click on that big button and then act as normal as you normally would on Amazon. All it does is just say, thesportstuff.com referred you. And um, we get, uh, you know, yeah. We get uh, recognized for it, and we go from there. So, thanks for that. Just <laughs> thanks for that, Dave. That was not any type of advertisement. Dave Hickey just thought he'd mention that, and I really appreciate that. That was not any type of little click thing where he's just trying to help a buddy, per se. He, I really appreciate what Dave had to say there. So, all right, let's get to the Twitter and call it a night. It's, whew, this is a long and This is a big, big show, but I guess you kind of had to expect it. No one got fired yet, but um, we're heading that way, I think, at some point. Sam Gupta was really excited when he when I told him that uh, I had... Uh, yep, he was excited about the whole Josh Freeman edition. These weren't read on the last show because I had already put the show up. Uh, Sam Gupta saying, Wow, nobody can say the front office is taking the quarterback situation passively. This may be the end for Ponder, that's for sure. Uh, he says, Sweet, when I mention the show is out, you will check it out as soon as I can. You've done a great job building a community of Viking fans. Thank you very much, Sam Gupta. Give him a follow. It's at BeagleBreath. At BeagleBreath. No underscore anything. It's all one word. So if you'd like to give him a follow, go ahead. If, if he allows you to. <laughs> Dave Martin. Dave Martin saying... Freeman, (laughs) 
Freeman, Freeman, is it a brave move or a desperate move? Who goes, Ponder or Castle, or is Ponder put on IR? His quarterback is going to be good. Um, he, he likes the move. He said he just caught my special edition pod so much for a quiet week. Looking forward to how this plays. Hope the GMs are right this time. Oh, I hope so too. Farzeen Vasugian said, thank you for uploading the Chief Zone. Yep, you're welcome, Farzeen, <laughs> if he happens to be listening. Uh, yeah, I help, yeah, because I'm kind of the right-hand man on the sportsstuff.com now. I used to be just a podcaster, and that's it. Maybe a moderator on the on the uh, the show page at one point in time, but now it's just Facebook for show pages. And there's, of course, a TSS Boards page, if you want to go to that on Facebook as well. Uh, Dave Martin was, yep, there it is. He's saying, our defense is... Hold it, do we have a D? And I was saying, yep, there's your <laughs> Urban Legend of the Week. It's it's one of them. Um, and then there was a lot of inner inner uh, game and such going on. We'll get to only a few of them because there's a lot of inter-game stuff, but some really good ones right here where he says, is Castle doing a Ponder impression? Because it's very good. Oh, Dave, that's a good one. Because Castle was playing exactly like Ponder. There's no doubt about it. Oh, man. Uh, he was. You say he's at a loss after London. We had hope, but this is horrible. Fraser might be in danger, but so is my liver. Woo! <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> oh, this was pretty funny. This was funny. Uh, Dave continuing saying Freeman's not playing because apparently our OC scheme is so complicated. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. He was making a joke there. Of course, Dave Martin's out of Scotland, by the way, just so you know. Uh, he says, how about Back to the Future? Because it's the return of a uh, rerun of the 2011 season again. I think 3-13 and 13 is a very big possibility right there. Oh, boy, Dave. Look at him. Yep. It's like we're piling on because what else are we going to do, right? Saying he's going to pick up Eli Manning for his fantasy football team. Yeah. Against these defense, I don't blame you there. Man, this just keeps going, doesn't it? Chris, at Chris Sims, at Chris Sims says, need to lane Kiffin in before he gets to the locker. And that being um, Leslie Frazier. Uh, Dave Martin suggested I use Walking Dead or Dead Man Walking for the show. <laughs> Time to clear house. <laughs> Groundhog Day might be a good title. Groundhog Day, I suppose. Oh boy, yep, saying the, the yep, quarterback question is irrelevant with defense playing this bad. Oh man, yep, good stuff, good stuff, Dave. Thank you very much for everything you had to say. Don't ever stop, <laughs> don't ever stop. I love it. Nice to interact with a cool guy like that. Very cool. Thank you for listening also to everybody. We are going to call it a show right here. <laughs> I thank everybody for listening, and I really hope this team can turn things around. So let's wrap it up here with remember to go to the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Click like. And then at Purple Mafia Show is the Twitter account. Follow that. And there's a phone line 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 Remember that it is a voicemail and go from there. Treat it as such. <laughs> Statement, shout out, question, comment, rant, rave, whatever. Uh, of course, the sportstuff.com couldn't have Purple Mafia without the sportsstuff.com and Dylan Richardson. Absolutely. Can't wait to have him on the show again at some point in time. Hope he's listening right now. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, he's a Bears fan. 
but I don't really hate the Bears as much as I hate the Packers or the, or the Lions. I don't necessarily love the Bears either. They are their division rival. They are what they are, but I think when the Vikings and Bears play, it's just, it's fun. It's classic. I just enjoy it more than Detroit and Green Bay. I, my 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 uh, blood pressure goes to like the moon. It's unbelievable. It's weird. It'd be the same way if you played the Saints too. Um, yeah. So yeah, the sportsstuff.com, do check it out and all that good stuff. Remember the Amazon link and all that. So I'm not going to flood you with advertising. So that would be kind of mean and you wouldn't like that. Uh, one final thing, if you could, if you do like the show, please rate it on iTunes. Really, really hope you could rate it on iTunes. Give it a nice positive rating. Review it as well if you could, if you have the time. Write what you like about the show and all that good stuff. Would be cool. Even if there's something you'd like, like a little bit, a little tweak, improvement, whatever, go ahead and write it there. I'm not mad at you. Not mad at you. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week to review the Giants game. Hopefully there are more positive things to talk about. Uh, We'll see. 